the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk Live from the Phoenix Roaster Studio. Talk that's well-grounded. Here are Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Love it, Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. Yes, you are, and I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Monday. Hey, Dave Paul Gigi in Woo-hoo. the studio. We are so excited. Not only are we pumped that it's Christmas time, but mm-hmm. Dave Paul Gigi is here. Yeah. Or otherwise known as Dave Pelleggi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you want to say it the correct way. I'll yeah. answer to anything, yeah. though, so it's all good. How are yeah. you? I'm great, man. It's so good to be back with you guys. It's Thank good. you for having me. It is so good to have you. Have you decorated yet? Uh, we were talking oh, about that yeah. first segment. Did you? Look, my already? Whole, look, right after Halloween. Really? <laughs> so you didn't even wait for Thanksgiving. You Not just, let's put it up. We're like, right. we're super grateful for... For Christmas decorations, yeah. so let's just go ahead and combine it all. <laughs> now, is that Wendy or is that both of you? Because uh... Wendy's like the ultimate Christmas elf, like legit, like level one hundred <laughs> on a shelf or just uh... she's, everywhere. she's everywhere. Like okay. she's everywhere, walls, floors, shelves, <laughs> everything. She crushes it. Yeah. So I'm just along for the ride. She says she wants to do it. I'm all in. Yeah. Outside too. Outside, decor- you know, I'm lacking in the outside area of decoration. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's all in for that. I have mm. to up my game to kind of match her vision, though. <laughs> 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 like, she wants legit Griswold Town, and oh, I'm wow. like, yo, I don't yeah. know if I can handle all that. You just a lot need, of electricity. You just need help. You need, I t- That's If you'd true. like to help uh, Dave... Decorate his house. Call 404-995-7300. Yes. Uh, and if we have some anybody who wants to be an intern, that could be a part of your job description. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Last time Dave was on the show, we talked about 52 pillars uh, building me, my family, and my career. And he gave us uh, both books here. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'll just hold that up here. And I, I want to talk about this a little bit later on because we're going to play a little game with you. Um, something you said uh, last time you were here, inspired me because awesome. I wrestle with depression and always Ooh. have. Okay. And you said something that really inspired me, and I started doing it maybe the next day. And I'll tell you about that in wow. just a little bit. sweet. Here it says, now, notice in the book, Dan, mm-hmm. he gets our names correct. Yes, he does. Unlike <laughs> the pastor down the street <laughs> that pastors, what's that? You're never going to let that church? go, are you? <laughs> It said, uh, love Randy and uh, two Randy and Gina. Love, what was his yes. name again? Uh, Pastor. Uh, Pastor Lou, <laughs> Lonnie. Louis. Pastor Lonnie. Louis <laughs> Gagiglio. Yeah. Uh, but Dave Paul Gigi says, always be building something. Just remember to build yourself first. Grandpa, grandpa Pelleggi. Yeah, was that really grandpa? what your grandpa said? That's what my grandpa oh, that's told okay. me. Okay, I thought you were calling yourself grandpa. I, no, yeah, yeah. Right. And <laughs> I'm Grandpa Pelleggi. <laughs> Welcome to my book. He is an um, actor. Yeah, he could yeah, do yeah. Grandpa. That's a character of mine. Yeah. Uh, it's the old Dave. No, um, <laughs> it's. Uh, we, I always used to help him in his shop. Well, I say help. That's super loosely used. I would stand there, and, stand watch there and watch him fix yeah. cars. Yeah. Um, but he would always give me these little golden nuggets. He would just drop them all over the place. And that was one he always said over and over and over again. Mm. And uh, it always just stuck with me. 
Wow. You know, because he said, you know, uh, he always used the airplane thing, you know, put your mask on first before you help someone else. Yes. Um, and uh, we always talked about this story that always popped into my head about that kind of subject. Uh, whenever he would say something, I would always have like a little movie play in my head. So he said that once and I was like, you know what? That's kind of like a world renowned chef that everyone wants to cook for them. It's like a million dollars just for one day for him to cook. But then this news story breaks, and he dies of malnutrition and starvation. And he was like, exactly. Hmm. Think about you not building you, but serving everybody else. Yeah. And then what happens to you? Great point. Dave Pelletu, we're going to talk more about that uh, and his book and what's uh, going on. All right, first we want to play a game. Cool. Uh, According to the U.K., and this is where we oh, get all this Oh, so this is stuff. the U.K., so we can't necessarily trust this. Well, thing. the U.K. <laughs> says that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is the most annoying Christmas song, but, you know, it's in the top 100 here in the U.S. Yeah. Okay? And people so I, love that song. I decided to uh, find the uh, the most annoying songs, Christmas songs. I want to see if you can guess the top three. <laughs> now, is this according to the U.K. or is this no, according this is to the according U.S.? No, this is according to the, okay. to the U.S. People okay. were polled. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give you a little hint. Um, most of these, I'm trying to think of the first one, which one the first one is. Um, most of these are uh, the 80s. So okay. were you 80s. around in the 80s? Are you old enough to remember yeah, the 80s? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 80s, 90s, maybe 2000. Okay. Anyway, all right, so uh, the what do you think the number three most annoying song would be? Oh my gosh! Um, gosh you I didn't guess, know you were going to be tested. I guess when that's such a wide, a, a wide. Um, I, I would say the um, anything done by the Backstreet Boys <laughs> on, their, <laughs> on their Christmas albums. <laughs> you know they Backs- didn't. Did they have a Christmas album at some point? I'm I remember sure, yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake's little weird white dude blonde fro yeah, thing yeah. with like a Christmas hat kicked to the side or something. Okay. So right. I would, ima- <laughs> I would imagine. Any, let's just say any boy band Bells Christmas song by a boy band. There's yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't even make the list. What we'll do is we'll play a clip and you can guess. Uh, okay, the, guess, guess the artist. Here's okay, number three. Number Listen three. to this. Oh, oh my yes. gosh! Yeah. Oh. Hopefully that's a short clip because I short clip, I used to have to yeah. play that song on the radio oh, and gosh, oh, yes. and we hated Lord. it. I hated that song. Um, I I don't know the artist's name, but I picture an '80s like pink T-shirt with a blazer <laughs> with the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, that's with, Dan. Like, a side to side dance. That's thing what going Dan on. did while he was singing <laughs> that song. Sure, I did. <laughs> he looked like George Michael <laughs> from Wham. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is that what it is? It's Band Aid. They all got Band-Aid, a bunch of artists yeah. got together, like oh, uh, Bono right. and um, what's I pictured Bono actually yeah. in my head, yeah, yeah. but I knew that that he wasn't the original artist. Do they what know? Was it called? Uh, Christmas do they in Africa? know? Yeah, I had. Oh, the do they know it's Christmas? Do time? they know yeah. it's Christmas? Yeah. That was number That's number. Right. And there was that hilarious movie a couple of years ago with Mark Wahlberg and John Cena where they sang that to each other. Yeah, oh, <laughs> That's what t- lots of popped into my head. <laughs> I think you should sing that to That's Wendy awesome. and and the kids. Oh, they. Would run this out Christmas. of the house screaming. It would, it would move them. All right, guess the artist for the number two most annoying song. Here we go. Uh, this would be on my list. This, yes. Right. Is this? It's not the Beatles, is it? 
You're very, very close. That's a a beetle, uh, yeah, former beetle, Beatles. Paul oh. McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful yeah. Christmas time. Dan hates this song. Yeah. I, I like don't know it. why. I just always hated it. I, I, I like saw it. you twitch when it started <laughs> yeah. playing. I like it. I also <laughs> like um, George Michael, uh, Last Christmas. Yeah, uh, that, that's okay. It, yeah, that's an okay. And it, song. But it made the list, not yeah. top three. Yeah. Right. But right. Um, but anyway, but Dan hates that song. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's the number one most number annoying one. song. I didn't make this up, Dan. Okay. This is the truth. <laughs> Guess the artist. Sure, I wanna buy <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Uh, with all love and respect to the with uh, all new song and respect <laughs> to all of those who love Jesus yeah. and slow <laughs> oh my God. Jesus songs about shoes. Um, is that I don't even know yeah, the artist. It's like I'm so I'm so bad with Christian artists. It's new song, uh, new yeah. song, new song. Yeah. The Christmas shoes yeah. and the, uh, the fish shoes. plays it. Was it every third song? It, it new was new song. Yeah, yeah. every yeah, third yeah. song. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I hate it so much because I played it so many times. Yeah, there, and yeah. everybody kept calling requesting that requesting song. that song. Look, uh, I remember the first time I heard it. I walked in uh, at Christmas time. We're having a big family Christmas thing. And my mom was just bawling on the couch. And I was like, what yes. happened? What in the what happened? Yeah. And she's like, just listen to the song. <laughs> and, I li- the and she was like, the shoes. I'm like, well, it looks like I'm going to get some red dress shoes for mama. <laughs> I printed the lyrics out oh, and I read gosh. the lyrics. And, you know, I think the little boy was a panhandler. <laughs> it's the, because he it's, came up short with the money. And if yeah. you watch the video, he immediately turns around to the guy yeah. And the guy gives him money and he buys the shoes. He didn't even buy the shoes. He ran out the door and bought some cigarettes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dan. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. New song. I love you guys. New yes. song and Dave's mom. That's Dan Radcliffe, <laughs> who played the stew out of Christmas shoes yes, on the I fish. Oh, Back in when was that? 96? Uh, no, it was in the 2000s. But you know, yeah. I mean, as much money as New Song made, they could have bought that boy a, a, a shoe store. A shoe store. <laughs> Pay right. I mean, goodness a gracious. Whole franchise. Help the kid out, will you? Anyway, those are the top three (laughs) annoying. I'm really surprised that Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer was not on there. Uh, I actually thought that was going to be one that you were going to play. Top 20, it it didn't make it. Really? It didn't make it at all. That's amazing. Uh, John Denver's uh, Christmas song with the Muppets Muppets, made it. Oh, yeah. Let me see what else made it uh, that you would think about. Jingle bells of any sort, they said on this particular poll. Oh, really? Poll. Just in general? Um, Michael Jackson's version of that was... A jingle That's jingle. annoying. <laughs> Say that jingle, again? A jingle <laughs> Jingle Bells. No, Michael, stop it. That's awesome. Stop the, it. The Jackson 5 had a Christmas song. Uh, it wasn't Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but it yeah. was another one, and it, and it made it. You know, you could do that for folks for Christmas for their gift. <laughs> totally. You could do their voicemail. <laughs> Could you do a voicemail in Michael Jackson? Can you oh, very do, possibly. Do Dan's voicemail in Michael Jackson. Will you do it here on the I spot? Thank you for calling Dan. Oh, leave a message. <laughs> hey, if you'd like a personalized oh Michael Jackson voicemail for Christmas, call Shamso, 404 Oh, my gosh. This is That's why hilarious. we love having you on the show. See, once they fire us, they take you, right, take yeah. you with us. And, right. they and then the they'll just show. get tons of hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> By me making fun of so many people. I love Michael Jackson. What are you talking about? I do 52, and I love new, I love new songs. New songs, too. We love you. We, too, truly do. I think Michael Jackson did a version of Christmas Shoes. Uh, Christmas Shoes. <laughs> 
From the Phoenix Roaster Studio Bucket, we're going to talk about 52 Pillars, some Dave Legend. We'll be back. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Rackliff. This is Faith Talk Live. ATL and FTL, a match made in Buckhead. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. <laughs> this is Dan's number one song. <laughs> He's going to yes. put that on his voicemail with uh, Dave Pelleggi singing uh, anything Michael Jackson. Hey, Wonderful welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. Uh, I'm Dan Radcliffe. Uh, now, Dave said that uh, he loves doing this and it's fun with us, but the, the feeling's mutual because mm-hmm. we know that uh, when you come that you're going to bring it, uh, the, the fun. <laughs> And uh, we're gonna, we're gonna and the serious too because yeah, you got yeah. you know some stuff and it's really cool. You mentioned you were preaching yesterday at a church in Mobile. Yeah, and so Dave speaks uh, at churches. So yeah. if you have a church or event uh, and he brings the word, brings good stuff, uh, you can get a hold of him. Great place to get a hold of you is where um, email um, G- uh, Vineyard Creative Jim Vineyard is my rep for public speaking. Jimmy oh, V. Jimmy V. My rep. <laughs> uh, have your people call my people. We'll talk about <laughs> um, or, I mean, you can find us on the web. Uh, some people contact me through the creative. It's the Creative Movement ATL uh, on Facebook and IG, so you can always get me through there, too. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Book is out. It's 52 yeah. Pillars. Uh, Dan, you want to show that again? Yeah. Building me, my family, my career. I love that. Um, all right. Last time you were here, we talked about your story about depression. You almost mm-hmm. ended your life. I've told that story mm-hmm. to a lot of folks, and they're on the edge of their seat mm-hmm. in the whole television in the other room <laughs> and just the right. whole you know yeah. dynamic of it. Yeah. Uh, I've struggled with depression my entire life. Mm. Sometimes uh, it was really dark and, mm-hmm. and bad, yeah. and sometimes not so much I could get over it. Mm-hmm. And so what I did, I've only been a Christian for 40 years. Um, and so what <laughs> only, I... Only 40 years? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm almost, I'm almost 60. Yeah, okay. So what I decided to do uh, at one point early on is I would take scripture of my wrestling, whatever I was wrestling with, and make a list and go over them and read them. Yeah. And because I have ADD... Uh, yeah, I'd have to read them over and over and over again. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, so it would get into me, yeah. and I would start to fight that thing and win. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, it got to where, you know, when you're winning and you just don't go back and do it. So it's been years since I've really done that in this particular, in the mind area, in the mm. thinking. And for the last two years, it's been really tough. It's been really dark. And you said you brought something up about lists, yeah. making lists. So it inspired me to go back again. And I grabbed one of these little books that, you know, you can write in journal. Mm -hmm. And I started making lists in my finances, in my mind, my thinking, in my attitude, and my children. You know, you wrestle with children and stuff, you know, that you wrestle with. And as I go back and find them in the scripture, now I read the Bible all the time, okay, or once a day. Yeah. But I didn't make it strategically list to help me. Mm -hmm. And this is what you talk about. Help yourself first. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. So we're busy. We're all about helping other people. So my wife is the same. We help other people, help other people, help mm-hmm. other, and then we find we get burnt out. We yeah. get tired. Yeah. And so, or, you know, just on edge, anxious mm-hmm. and in fear and, you know, whatever. So in these challenges I decided to do, you inspired me to do that, and I did it. I think it was the next day, honestly. Wow. And it's really, really helped me. Uh, and I appreciate that. Man, thank so, you for sharing and, and that. And that's really what this book is about, right? And the it long is. and short of it? It truly is. You know, God really brought me through my own personal journey of this book. 
of showing me areas in my life where I had to grow. And so I would dig into the word very strategically about one word. I would go to the concordance and look it up and go online and look up a word. Um, Like I'll just open this book up to any random page. Bam. So it says humility, right? So I would go to the back of the Bible and look up everything on humility, everything Mm -hmm. he says, what true humility actually means. Mm -hmm. What is it and how does it function? You know, I struggled uh, growing up with this surrounded by certain people, you know, even Sunday school teachers and stuff who would, I would just be excited to be in front of people because I was, I'm a performer, right? Yeah. Yeah. At a young yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. Well, they would call it arrogance. And they're like, you need to be more humble. You know, this is arrogance. You're always wanting to be seen. What in the mm. world? So I struggled my whole life. That's one of the reasons why depression and anxiety hit me so hard because I was like, what's wrong with me mm. that I would always want to be in front of people on a stage. I wasn't surrounded by anyone who knew how to form and cultivate my gift. So I thought I was off. Well, then reading in the word about true humility is accepting fully the full breadth of who you are. Yes, the bad and the stuff you got to work on, but also the great, the dynamic, the the dominating parts of you that God made to crush mm-hmm. in this world. Mm. False humility is only focusing on the stuff you need to improve. Mm. True humility is accepting the full breadth of who you are. Wow. And when I grew in that, I started to crush. That is so good. Because I realized that, you know, anyone who would look at me as a creation of God, not functioning in my full level of my gift, is not fully bringing glory to him. Wow. So functioning and dominating and crushing life, that's really giving him the ultimate level of glory. When people ask me, how do you do that? I pray constantly (laughs) all day long. And God gives me ideas, and then I do it, and we crush. Mm. That's real true humility, Mm. right? So every area of my life, I would really see the weakness. I would see the thing that God would show me, and then I would get the word. Mm. Uh, I was talking to you a second ago about what I spoke about in Mobile about David and Goliath, where it is— it is the functional truth that we accept of who Jesus is that brings the demon and the devil to his knees. Because mm. every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, right? Mm, right. Mm-hmm. That brings him down. But then it says that he went and stood over him and grabbed a sword. It says, and then killed him and cut off his head. Who Jesus is, who we know him to be, is what brings the devil to his knees and falls on his face. Then it's our responsibility to get the word, the sword of the spirit, out and kill that thing, cut off his head. Mm. And every time I feel some even heaviness of depression or oppression or some sort of thought process, Mm -hmm. I go right back to my journal and I get out those scriptures and cut off its head again. Because Goliath had had brothers, right? So once Goliath is dead, if the brothers come, I got to kill them too. Mm. Wow. So, uh, and that makes life for me, it makes it a lot more fun. If I know I'm in a fight, because it's terrible if you're skipping through the lilies and somebody punches you in the side of the head. That's like you're not ready to fight. You're like, lilies, oh, my chin, right? Like it's terrible. But if I'm squared up and I know I'm in a fight, now I can scrap, right? So if I know that I'm here to enjoy life and the devil's probably going to come at some point and Mm -hmm. try to wreck some stuff that God's doing, I'm always ready to fight whenever he shows up. And the fight is the word. You know, yeah, mm. that's so good. Well, and you talk about the uh, uh, the 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 armor of God that He gives us in Ephesians. They're mostly all defensive 
weapons and mm. it's just what you're talking about being ready yeah. uh, skipping through the field the, the yeah. lily field you're not you're not ready you're not defensive you're just ah, da, da, yeah. not paying attention yeah uh, but if you're ready uh then you can use that one offensive yeah. uh, offensive weapon that he uses yeah. so yeah. good yeah, yeah man. dave pelleggi 52 pillars it's interesting that this basically all began when someone someone you trusted spoke to you and you took on uh you know, something that was negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a part of your gift. Isn't that just like the devil to take mm-hmm. something that is God given right. yeah. and to put a shadow over it yeah. and say, well, that's why you struggled with yeah. that whole thing. Well, and it's exactly like David in the story of David and Goliath. If you think about it, he went to serve his brothers while they were on the enemy lines. Mm-hmm. He was talking to someone else. He wasn't even talking to his brothers. Someone else was telling him the rewards that he would receive for killing Goliath. And his brothers turned to him and said, what are you doing? You're so arrogant. You can't, you're so conceited. You came here just to watch the battle. Why don't you go home? And, and he dogs him out a little bit and says, well, who did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness mm-hmm. with? Mm-hmm. And really even degraded what his service he was doing for his father. Right. To put him in this defensive position of not feeling like he's worth enough. So then he says what's what did I do now? Can I not even talk? What's your problem? Mm. And then it says he turns and talks to someone else again who answers his questions. So I was in that very similar position where I'm just ready to crush. And then people were like, what's wrong with you? You know, I just didn't know enough mm. to turn and go to someone else who would accept my gift mm-hmm. and, you know, nurture that thing. Mm. But God brought me right to the place where the Holy Spirit just told me, this is what you're called to, and here's what you're going to be doing, so let's go. Mm. And that changed everything for me. Wow. It really did. 52 Pillars, uh, the latest book from uh, Dave Pelleggi. I say the latest. There's probably more. <laughs> more to come. More to mm. come. Yeah. And they can get this on your website? Uh, they can actually, anywhere you get books, Amazon, Apple Books, uh, Barnes & Noble, um, Anywhere else you can get books. <laughs> are there other like, places to get other books? Places to that's get pretty books. much it, yeah. <laughs> when you go back through and you look over over this, mm-hmm. um, do you have a favorite? I mean, they're, are they, they're not really divided in chapters. It's kind of like what days, yeah, right? A week to week. Yeah. yeah, week to week, yeah. Is there one that you gravitate to more than you do the others or your favorite? Or Yeah, I think uh, I think love. What week is that? Um uh, you'll have to look in the uh, concordance. Don't ask the author. It's in there. Trust me. <laughs> it's uh, week twenty-three. Yes, love. it's not 23. under L. It's under week. right, right, right. <laughs> um, and I think the reason for that is, is because the more that I start comprehending how much God loves me, the greater everything else in my life becomes. I think that I've realized, you know, one of the things that rocked me uh, after that really huge revelation moment of when I walked into the entertainment industry, um, God told me to watch uh, Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's an amazing scene towards the end where the sister's begging him not to run mm. the race, the final mm. race, because she's like, look, if you run this race, I know you're going to win. And then comes fame and money and women and all the stuff, and you're going to forsake your calling of being a missionary. Don't do it. Wow. And there was such an epic moment where he looks at her with this kind of laugh and kind of a snicker, a little smile, and he said, but I have to run because I feel God's pleasure when I run. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that totally 
gave me a picture in my head of God looking at us that I'd never had before ever. And the more that I understand how much he loves me and that every weird little thing that I do makes him laugh, all the little quirks that I have is are, are just things that he and the angels are like, Fah, he did it again. Right? Like that thing. Right? Is that like, how God talks? <laughs> yeah. Right? He did it again. Remember the thing we gave him? He did it again. He did it again. What is he doing down there? He did it again. He's from Manhattan. What in the world? A lot, of people, Bronx, huh? a lot of people don't know that, but God's from New York. I mean, where else is he going to be to handle all these people? Oh, my uh, God. But, that's yeah, funny. I mean, I think that's my favorite in there because it really is that the more that I know God loves me, the more I can love other people. Mm. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you cannot give what you don't have. If someone comes and asks me for 200 bucks, but I only have 100 I can give them what I have. I can't give what they need mm. or what they want. Right. So I've got to get more understanding of how much he loves me and and how and and it's just incredible the more that I accept that how I can pour out wow. you know mm, love that uh, Dave Pelleggi here the book is called 52 Pillars uh, building me my family and my career we'll talk more with Dave in seconds from the Phoenix Royster studio in Buckhead I'm Rick Probst and I'm Dan Ratcliffe this is Faith Talk Live Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan is brought to you by Phoenix Roasters, coffee that matters. And now more talk that matters. Maybe. Look out. It is the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Monday. Love having Dave Pelleggi here. And uh, Dave's talking about his book, 52 Pillars. And I understand that he does his radio voice at home is deep. Hello, baby. Hey What's hear up, it? my lady? <laughs> and my wife's like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Just talk normal. She's like, just stop. You sound weird enough. Not trying to be like a radio guy. I love your voices. You do great voice. I'm a voice guy. They just yeah. they're in there. They and are. And we'll man. we'll be talking, and one will just come out you all know? the time. Yeah. I am on medication for that. So <laughs> they're, they're, I stopped taking mine. <laughs> Does it help? No. Fifty fifty two pillars. You got to pick up this book. It is a great book. Uh, but uh, first, let's do this. Uh, coming up tomorrow. The guys from uh, Ravi Zacharias Ministries, right? Yes, Sean Hart. Sean Hart, who we still, I noticed we still have that rapping segment yeah. that he did a couple years ago. Hopefully he's written a new rap because he's, Maybe he's really talented. Maybe a Christmas rap. Yeah. We'll see if he can do a Christmas yeah. rap. That would be great. Always nice. a good time with those guys. And Phoenix Roasters, proud sponsors. Check out Phoenix Roasters stuff. It is great, great coffee, great guys. Uh, and it's all about the mission. They build churches uh and they uh, help folks that are uh, in other countries that are growing uh, that great coffee. Check out the merch, uh, phoenixroasters.coffee. Bam. All right. Uh, real quick, before we get back to talking to Dave here, well, let's uh, talk about um, Focus on the Family. Uh, this Christmas, you can share the gift of family with hurting families by supporting Focus on the Family. Right now, they've got a thing where they've got a special match. Any any gift that you give will be doubled uh, that, so that God can use that to, to help twice as many families. So mm-hmm. if you go online to faithtalkatlanta.com, you'll see a banner there. Just click on the Focus on the Family banner and share your gift. All right. Dave Pelleggi and uh, his wife, you've got the initiative, the creative initiative. Yeah. You, you founded the, the creative. What's the initiative all about? So what we did a year and a half ago, we started the creative uh, to be an acting and production studio where we could combine craft with purpose. Really letting entertainment industry professionals of all kinds, actors, writers, producers, directors, to come in and teach them the excellence of their craft, but combining it with purpose. Because a lot of times when you're in uh, any industry, honestly, but especially the entertainment industry, we found 
you know, you, you try to climb the ladder and get more fame and fortune mm-hmm. and jobs and bookings, and then you get there and you're still empty. Right. It's just like anything, right? So what we've really tried to focus on is really connecting purpose, talking to them about their why. Why do you do what you do? What has God put you on this planet for in the entertainment industry? What group of people are you destined to help? And then the entertainment industry will give you a platform to help them. Mm-hmm. So we put together a team, and I'm so excited about this. We are making uh, our goal is to make the creative a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And then under that umbrella, we're going to have tons of initiatives. Suicidehater.org, which is going to be creating thousands of pieces of content every year to really strategically encourage people in all areas of levels of life spirituality, emotional, mental health, finances, every aspect of it. It's going to be social media platform. We're going to have merch. We're going to have uh, our T-shirt line. It's going to be epic. It's going to be so dope. Uh, And then we're going to have um, initiatives like Set Them Free, which is going to partner with human trafficking organizations Mm. and human trafficking Mm -hmm. forever. We're going to have apps being developed right now that we're literally talking to major social media platforms about that is like none other. It's literally going to be crawling the Internet looking for people and their uh, web and social media patterns that lend itself to harming themselves Mm. for suicide or depression Mm. so that we can then blast their feed with encouraging moments, scriptures, affirmations, different things to really get their mind. Because psychologists have proven that one to two seconds of getting your mind out of that depressive state could give you 30 seconds to 60 seconds of freedom in the change of the brainwaves. So if we can just flash something up to change their mind quickly, it could over and over and over again, can extend that period of freedom out of that depressive mindset. So we're doing that. We're doing apps. We're doing, we have so much that we want to do to help change this world. And so, um, we are in the process right now. We've got our, uh, upcoming, um, uh, meeting for board members and then our foundations meeting for donors coming up so that we can really hit this thing hard. We're still going to have the education portion of what we're doing with craft where craft meets purpose, mm-hmm. but then all of the other initiatives we're going to roll from that so we can connect creatives an actor who let's say, for example, I have one dear friend of mine who's really, really passionate to help end homelessness mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a huge initiative for us to have a place for them to go to get educated, to reinstate, partner with other organizations who are already doing that, so we can really flow and funnel creatives to their uh, to their purpose, partners yeah. with other people, so they can functionally have a hands on experience of functioning in their purpose, helping the people they know they're called to help. Mm-hmm. So we're really going to be a bridge between creatives and the purpose that they're called to. And uh, and as well as changing the world through our own initiatives and stuff that we feel that we're called to. Dave, that is so good, dude. I love Thank how you. passionate you are yes. about this, and the fact that your uh, your your thought process of uh, you, you may not think of it as humility, but but looking at humility as the the whole spectrum, the the bad and the good that God mm-hmm. has given you, and you're using that good that God has given you. For his glory and for good. And I love that. Thank you. That is so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, because, you know, it's so interesting that, um, you know, I I, I have always felt this, this, other people have seen it kind of as this weird kind of fire that never goes out. People describe (laughs) me as driven. They're like, God, you're so driven. You're so, God, I can't can't even be around you for 30 seconds. I get tired just listening to you. And so I always found myself pulling that back and pulling that back. I would be a part of other organizations and they're like, yo, yo, you don't own this. What are you doing? Relax. Just shut up and sit there and do your job. I'm like, yeah, but my ideas. 
<laughs> and they're like, okay, you don't fit in here. <laughs> so, <laughs> a year and a half ago, it was again that spin of me just getting quiet, just like David removed himself from the battle, got alone, went to a stream, got in the Holy Spirit, and then. As I was there, God was like, it's time to start your own thing. Listen to me. Trust me. Just take a step of faith and let's go. And when we did that, it's just kind of expanded and, and just rolled uh, into what it is now. And, you know, our, our overall goal of the creative is to own property in every state in America and have a creative center in every country in the world. Wow. Um, so that people that struggle with homelessness, human trafficking, suicidal thoughts, depression, even having uh, animal shelters for those uh, animals who are discarded, having a place and property for them to go so that we have a hands-on ability to change every aspect of those major things mm-hmm. uh, that that are major struggles in society and uh, and so we're just looking for people to come on board who who want to just fly with us, mm. or or as Jesus told his disciples, "Hey, come die with me. <laughs> <laughs> come die <laughs> with me. Come die. <laughs> come die <laughs> with me." <laughs> All right, folks, folks that want to in some way help you guys out to mm-hmm. get this. I mean, this is awesome. I mean, this this whole thing. Where can they go? What can they do? Um, you can email thecreativeatl at gmail.com. You could also follow us on social. All of these announcements, our meetings, our conferences, everything's going to be posted on social media. That's our number one way to communicate. So the Creative Movement ATL uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be posting all of these meetings, our foundations meeting, the whole thing for anybody who wants to be involved in changing the world with us. Yeah, mm. Love it. Dave Pileggi, uh, you heard him. Uh, check him out. We'll see you in 2020. We're going to have this guy back many times next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow from the Phoenix Rusty Studio in Bucket. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See you.